Hi, everyone. Welcome to Literacy Works, the Bedrock hosted podcast where we try and speak to some of the best people around the country who are implementing Bedrock and who are just interested in all things literacy. Um, today, we have Mel King from St. Simon's Stock Catholic School. And, and what drew my attention to, to, to Mel was um, obviously we have a look at our usage figures all the time and the, 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 the mapper figures in terms of the rollout and the success in the school is, is outstanding. So I got in touch to say, like, I don't suppose you would mind. Um, being on our podcast today um, uh, uh, to kind of discuss some of these things. And I'm delighted to say that um, Mel is here. So thank you so much for joining us. I, I really do appreciate that. Um, so first of all, could you just give us a sense of your role at the school and the type of school it, it is and that, that sort of thing, just to give everyone a bit of a sense of where we're at? Okay, yes. Yeah. So we are a faith school, a Catholic school in Maidstone uh, down mm -hmm. in Kent. Um, we have about 1,200 students uh, from the year 7 to year 13. Uh, yeah. My role is I'm one of the assistant heads uh, responsible for the implementation and developing of literacy throughout the school. Uh, and honestly, I'm also the subject leader of history, which um, naturally is quite a literacy-based subject as well. I think you've got a really interesting kind of double-edged role there, really, in terms of the whole school piece around literacy and and that type of thing but also for something very subject specific and it's nice that we can speak to you as someone who actually isn't an English specialist as someone who is not doing this in English but is doing this elsewhere and really showing how this can be so successful elsewhere as well so um in terms of your how you were introduced to mapper and 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 your journey with it what what what's what does that look like so far what what, what how has it come into the school and and how did you go about doing what you did um we we work very closely with another school in our, we are an academy trust, a Catholic school yeah. academy trust down here in mm -hmm. Kent. And I work very closely with um, the literacy lead for the entire trust, um, yes. somebody called Megan. And she had implemented, we're a year behind her effectively from her school. So she implemented it in, in the school she works in in Canterbury um, from from the last academic year and started rolling out. Um, so we had long conversations about this and how it could work. I also um, attended some talks at the Education Festival that were run by Bedrock uh, mm -hmm. and, and being used to, to introduce MAPPA and how it would work and how it could work in the setting and found it would be something that would be very, very accessible for every department to be able to use, especially Mapper, to develop literacy within individual subjects um, that, that mm. have discrete subject-specific words to promote the literacy there. Um, we also decided that one of the reasons I um, was given the role is we wanted to, as a school, to take out the impression that literacy was only an English thing. Yeah. And, and only something that, that should be done within English lessons or by English teachers. And so the fact that I'm not an English teacher was one of the reasons that I was given this role. Um, I think the, there's, a, yeah. there's, a really interesting, there's a really interesting point made, being made there, I think, about the fact that MAPA allows subjects to kind of have some skin in the game. It allows, you know, it's not just, you know, because it's easy. It's an easy thing to say, oh, well, it's, it's an English thing. That is an easy cop out if you like but actually by in giving subjects this really powerful knowledge this you know this repository of over thirty-seven thousand words you're saying all right then over to you because this you've got this knowledge here that you can 
choose sequence check you know and and it's that i mean and, and what i heard there what you were talking about in terms of the the whole school piece as well what uh, how do you what was the attraction across the school for be, being able to use this across the school as a literacy lead uh because you know my job entailed developing literacy across all subjects um and we initially um were i initially was introduced to the book disciplinary literacy by um, Catherine Mortimer. Yeah, Catherine Mortimer. Yeah. Yes, I couldn't remember her surname for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of we read that, and every subject was given the relevant chapter for, for their yeah. subject. So really that good, yeah. kind of inspired subjects to get on board with literacy. And Mapper is sort of straightforward. You can sort of aim it at key stage three or key stage four for core subjects it's something very very good that the 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 terms the literacy terms that are being used at key stage four in science mm. or maths um feed in all the way through to gcse so that once the students get really really familiar with those terms that mm. takes a, a whole pressure of the final exam when they get to that at the end of year 11, which we felt was a way of building. And I know Bedrock sort of used the term building blocks uh, mm. through and doing that. And that's something that Mapper enables us to do really, really well as a school and within departments. Because every department is different. Using literacy it's common in every single department, whether whether you're a literacy-based subject like history or whether you mm. are a more practical subject such as PE or mm. maths, for example, where you think there are less literacy words and more mathematic to, um, strategies to use. So we, it's something that we have embraced as a school, very, very much so. There's a couple of things there that, just pulling out that I found really interesting. Number one the thing you said, and this is what I talk to schools about a lot, is inspiration. So inspiring that yet yeah, that book using te- using it to kind of inspire teachers into saying this isn't an add-on. This is about you kind of um, assimilating your pupils into your gang, into your discipline. You know, so thinking like a historian, thinking like a scientist, thinking like a mathematician. It's about being one of the gang, and I think there's almost that. You can get other off-the-shelf solutions that will, you know, quizzing and all that sort of stuff. That, that is, you know, and that's fine. But I think, in some ways, some of those platforms seem to be a bit seductive. In that, you you think, oh, they can watch a video, they can do some of this, and then we can see whether they understand that whether they've got the quizzes right. But actually, is that content in those programs, for example, even for something like something like let's say GCSE bite size, is the content in the 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 the, uh, the Romans or the Norman Conquest or whatever is the content that those programs are teaching the same as your specific curriculum offer in your setting and I think what what you've said there is really interesting because you've gone away you've asked your subjects to be, you know to become inspired and to, and to take control of this and Mapper allows you not just to say right yeah great program I'm going to set these quizzes and then walk away it, it's kind of really putting the power in the hands of the teacher to say yeah you've been inspired about your gang and, and how you can assimilate pupils into that but then here's a load of you know, a, a massive bank of subject content that 
you know, you can pick the 10 most thing, uh, important things that are going to unlock the, the, the learning in that. You see what I mean? A mapper allows you to do that in a way that probably other things don't. Is that, would you say that's fair? Because that's certainly my experience as a head of English. That, that's extremely fair. And they may come across a word in history that they also yeah. come across in another subject empire for example they might yes. come across that in geography um or something and being able then to to put the word into context with mm. ease in in any situation they yeah. find themselves in uh really gives the students confidence and what i've noticed in my lessons is that students when i'm asking questions verbally in class students are using those terms and they're readily putting their hands up and they are saying things like um, trigger or assassination rather than just saying, you know, Franz Ferdinand was killed. They're yes. using um, actually the, the historical terminology within that. And what is... Can I just... Uh, sorry, sorry to drop. Can I just ask you something there? You know, you said about... This is as a historian, I'm just desperate to know. You know, you said assassination rather than killed. As a because to me, as an English, assassination just sounds more dramatic. That's 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 what that means to me. But as as a as a historian, what's the significance of that word assassination? Assassination, it's a sort of planned political murder, right. effectively. Yeah. So the the ultimate thing is somebody dies. So equally, yeah. you couldn't you could. It's not correct to say Franz Ferdinand was murdered. Um, yes, interesting. He sort of was, but he was assassinated. He was he was murdered because was of who he was that. and what he stood for. Yes. Yeah, because killed. I mean, one stage back from that, killed. He could have been hit by a bus. You know, yes, it, it's exactly. but actually, it's not killed. It's not murdered. It's assassinated. And I always say yes. the same thing. The one I always, I mean, people are sick and tired of me hearing this one, but uh, saying this one. But in, in Scrooge, I always say Scrooge isn't just miserable. He's misanthropic because. I'm miserable this morning because I haven't had my coffee. But misanthropic <laughs> means anti-human. He's not just a bit miserable because he's missed his morning porridge. He's he, he, He's got a deep disdain of humanity. And that's important because the book's an allegory about humanity and, and, and capitalism and, 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 and Victorian Britain and all that stuff. So I think you're right about unlocking. And I had this really interesting conversation with Kate Stockings, who's a geography teacher, about, you know, I, I embarrassed myself. I said something about GDP and I gave some really embarrassing kind of loose, you know, definition of GDP. She said, no, 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 actually it means this. And I think if me and you were to talk about GDP, we could throw that term around and be all right with it. But in the subject discipline, they need to know the specifics, don't they? And I just they think really so do. And it is, it, it, and there are differences um, be, between sort of words you know yeah. as adults as literate adults we can use words correct words in the correct context with ease but that's because our literacy has been developed uh, you know yes. since, since we were at school and beyond and for some of us that's a long time and yeah. um it, it, it is but students we're expecting them we have a five period day so the yeah. students go to five different subjects yeah. Uh, in a day, and the words, sort of the, the amount of words they are hearing from the teachers, especially at, at eleven years old in year seven, yeah, is significant, yeah. and they're being expected to put all of those words into yeah. context immediately. And and teachers, 
you know, we're all a little bit guilty of, of mm. thinking the students can, yeah. um, are able to do that. But what MAPPA does, it allows the students to see into context when they are practicing at home. And a really good um, uh, thing in MAPPA is where they get sort of the, what I term the recall question. So they're linked, they're, they're open history and they'll get a geography question thrown in or a, a math yes. or a science question. Yes. So that allows them to practice what they've already learned, practice what yep. they've already been doing when they're not expecting to do it. And the fact that they can do that, then yeah. it helps very much helps to put these words and these terms into their long term memory. Sort of spaced retrieval. Yeah, yes, absolutely. It, and, and I think I think you're so right. And it's and also that there's a there's also another reflection here about teachers, I think, which is that, you know, and it's always really interesting when you when I when you demo mapper, you could say, right, we've got sixty words for whatever this topic is. You can't yet select them all and, and lob them all in I always say put them all in and then sequence the ones you want and I always think it's really interesting it's the it's the conversations and the thinking that mapper facilitates around well I'm gonna sit with my colleague here and we're going to talk about I don't know um uh, the third Reich or something like that and what are the 10 key terms that they have to understand in order to unlock that knowledge and I think it's facilitating not just the the, the, the pupils learning but also the teachers learning as well and, and and constantly giving those insights back to you about where the gaps are. Have, have you? Have, I mean, have you used much of the reporting dashboards in your own teaching? Have, have you? Have, have you used the reporting dashboards? If you know, when you look at the reports and having a look where the gaps are, is that something that you've done? I I do, and yeah. um, a, a good number of our teachers are. We had a bit of an issue um, with our IT system when we first mm -hmm. implemented it. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, the reporting um, emails weren't going through. They yep. were being filtered by our filter system. Uh, and lots of teachers are saying, you know, yeah, can, can we have access to these and, and can we do it? So the teachers are doing that. And what it allows us to do right. then as teachers and feedback I've got is we can see that students don't aren't really understanding the difference between censorship and propaganda, for example, in history. Um, mm. Because they're very, very linked, but but that, that those finer yeah. differences between them are are the students are struggling with. So we can then incorporate that in in lessons as we go through and help embed that. So it's very much we're using Bedrock very much as part of our lessons and to sort of plan our lessons. Some teachers. Um, because every subject ha has a bedrock champion is yeah. the term that we've used. Some teachers want to have more control themselves. Other teachers are happy for the champion in the subject to do it. Um, so that means you can adapt it to, to suit the teachers in your school and the different subjects. Um, obviously, some departments are bigger than others, um, but everybody is using it to... Um, tell their own uh teaching in in yep. inspire their own teaching so to inspire their teaching to make the lessons better and to make the students more comfortable with those terms that they are using and so in terms of the kind of uh, there's a couple of things to unpick there so first of all um are, are teach, would you say that in your setting, and it, it, there's no real wrong or right answer to this at all, are, would you say it's more used as a planning tool for teachers to look at where the gaps are or, or are they pulling it up on the screen front of class 
to demonstrate certain things. It, what would you say is going on? Um, for me, I'm using it as a planning tool. And yeah. um, um, I think that's where most subjects yeah. are going. However, what we are doing is picking out the words, the, yeah. the, the main words we would know, we'd need to know, yeah. like assassination, for example, yeah. and using those um, on the board. But um, interesting. I do need you. You've just sort of um, reminded me that I really need to get some staff voice back on this because we're going into term two now and um, find out how many teachers do actually project it on the board and use it in that way. Yeah, the uh, math department do, I think. The math department are very interesting. I mean, I would love to speak to them as well, because I think that, you know, and that's part of the thing with Bedrock as well, is that we have a teaching and learning team here. And, you know, if there is some staff voice that comes back about we're struggling to do X, Y or Z, we're here to figure those solutions out together. You know, I think one of the beauties of the of, of Mapper and the system is that it's, is its simplicity. So we can make that work, whatever it looks like in whatever subject, whatever setting we can adapt, we can make it work and we can we can fit, think flexibly about that, I think. Um, and, and so uh, the last thing I really want to touch on really is kind of students' access to it. What does that look like? And is it a homework thing? Is it checked up, checked up on? What, what, what do you do to, to facilitate that? Yeah, it's homework because we have um, a, a policy in our school where they don't use their phones in lessons. It's, yeah. it's kind of blanket across the school, um, which is something that... I'm trying to maybe get relaxed a little bit because a lot of subjects have said, can we do bedrock as a starter? Can we choose these words? And so the students yeah. can access the terms as a starter, which would be a really, really useful tool and, and sort of then um, conjoin bedrock and the lesson in one. Yeah. And it is something that I know Megan does at St Anselm's. They yeah. do that. They use their, their devices in lesson with bedrock. But we say... Um, that they should be spending sort of 20 minutes or so yeah. per subject per week on bedrock um, for year seven. That's all of them. We For our year eights and nines, um, we've um, got the membership which gives them access to history, science and RE. Mm -hmm. um, so two core subjects. RE is a core subject for us uh, and history uh, mm -hmm. because I'm in charge of it. Um, so they do that um, for 20 minutes per fortnight. And obviously the um, vocab and the grammar sections, all students are expected to be spending about the same time on those. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple um, of bits there. Uh, well, I think when it comes to the devices, I mean, different schools will have different policies around mobile yeah. phones, one-to-one -one access in, in iPads, Chromebooks. Some, mm. some, some schools have a real paucity of, of, of IT equipment. And I think, it doesn't it almost it's it's immaterial in an in an, in an ideal world you know you could have one device per pupil at the start of a lesson you know that's really nice data-driven insights into the vocab but actually if it is it access what you know for breakfast clubs or for you know once a fortnight in a, in a classroom or it just simply was a homework tool and a revision tool and a, and a, and a kind of a an understanding tool for accessing the curriculum it works in any of those contexts doesn't it it really and other, does and yeah. student feedback students especially the year sevens love it i mean wow but the year eight and Great nine also they are a tech inspired generation aren't they yeah so they, yeah. they use technology for for 
most things that they do. Yeah. Um, and, and so they really, really love it. So I have students coming up to me saying, oh, I've done my bedrock um, for history. Can, can I have some more? And equally, the, the feedback from parents has been extremely positive. Fantastic. How much their, their child is engaged with it, how they're finding it easily, what the parents like, especially on vocab and grammar, is that it's individualised for, for their child. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't matter what um, level the, the student is working at, they can access it. And it looks the same to them. So they could be sitting, they could be in block four and their friend in block eight, but it will look the same. Obviously, yeah, that's really important. Yeah. And it is really, really important when you when you're a teenager and you yeah. care about what people think of you and mm. how it looks. So so that feedback from parents has yeah. been very, very positive. And the fact that the students are engaging. I still have students come up regularly and saying, can I have this for bedrock? Can I have extra words? Can I um, yeah. do this? There was a bit of confusion about when mm. they logged into history and were finding a science word because they mm -hmm. didn't quite yeah. um, comprehend yeah. that it was. Uh, so once I clarified that from parents too, they thought it had gone wrong. Um, and uh, once I'd clarified that that's why we do it, uh, everybody could understand and, and the feedback has been positive. And, and just the one last thing I'd ask about in terms of implementation is, uh, maybe I've misunderstood, but when, when the pupils in seven, eight or year seven are doing, do, do they do core as in grammar and vocabulary as well yes. as mapper yep. for their homework? Yes, year seven do mapper for every subject and core for vocab and grammar. Year oh. eight do core and mapper for history re and science i would i would love to look at the reading age data over the course of the year and sort of really uh, understand and triangulate you know how we've how, just you know. done reading we've just done the reading tests we we do ngrt reading tests so we've yeah. just done that those this year we're in the process of um by christmas doing the the bottom sort of few yeah percent uh, sort of 10 percent again um and then we will retest in the summer or nearer the yeah. summer and but, uh, one and thing i share that yes yeah. yeah. oh that's i would love to see that because one thing i i often uh used to do is if you if you put your users into quartiles so high bedrock users medium low medium low or zero users and then you have a look at the average reading age change for each and it's always really interesting sometimes it's a really neat correlation well a lot of the time you, the more bedrock the more the reading age but often often as well you see in in particular micro populations they might not have done bedrock every single week but the impact on their reading age is huge so it's really interesting to, to start to sort of un, unpack the correlation between usage and, and improvement it's really interesting the, the, the one thing about core is it gives different um, lists each week. So who spent the most time, who's made the most progress, yes. who's learned the most words. And, and they are different students. And quite mm -hmm. often it enables, when I, um, before we implemented Bedrock here, I did a trial with, with a year 10 class that I was yep. teaching. And the students really, really like to see those weekly um, 
leagues, tables, effectively, yeah. and you could see people that had made the top. For whichever one it was, you could see them sort of rise in their chair yeah. with pride and um, the certificates. What I haven't mentioned is how much the students like to get the certificates, the badges yeah. as they go yeah. through. And it does instill a little bit of competitiveness between yeah. students in a positive way because you don't have to get a hundred percent to yeah. to get those badges and certificates. And like I say, you can get a badge even if you're at a very different level to, to your friend. Um yeah. so I, it's, I, I, it's I, not about just rewarding those who are finding it easy or yeah. easier. Um our, our founder Aaron speaks really passionately about this he was from a disadvantaged you know background and until a teacher changed his life you know and and he uh, and that's what the the, the the um the the whole platform is built on is that democratization of knowledge it's this idea that every people can make progress every people and, and and in the system actually it's it's, it's hardwired into the dna of the system if, if you're looking for for example if, if you're looking for um for example to praise time spent or you're looking to praise um, points or progress. There's always something to find, and there's always nice surprises as well. Um, yes, in, in there, which is really important, I think. And it, 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 the students really—I mean, we all like to be praised, don't we? Yeah. Uh, for for whatever it's for, and it—I I did find it was students that wouldn't. So maybe the quiet, studious students that, that come into the classroom, get on with it, um, leave again. That 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 weren't that were making tops of these lists, uh, rather than the students that are confidently always put their hand yeah. up or always. Uh, so so that was really really nice. Um, yeah. In going back slightly, sorry, to the reading sure. ages. Um, what I can say um, for certain is last year, so the 2022-23 academic year, our reading ages at our school in the trust were slightly higher, or in some yeah. cases significantly higher than St Anselm's. Because they used bedrock by the summer, that had switched over their That's reading ages. That yeah. and, the only difference was bedrock. So we hadn't been implementing it. We've only just rolled out implementation for this academic year. We weren't using it then. Uh, I mean, there's been so much that you've given us today. And I, and I really do, I really sincerely appreciate your time. Um, and I know that there'll be lots of schools around the country who'll be listening to what you've said today and who'll be, you know, taking inspiration from that about how you can scalably start small and move this massive transformative instrument out across the school school settings and, and thanks so thank you for helping to inspire others to do that as well it's been it's been lovely talking to you thank you so much thank you very much thanks that was absolutely brilliant mm -hmm.